Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. <sighs> Today's divine a magical day. I <laughs> so ominous. Oh. Um no, it's okay. I love that. I love that for us. Um, as you can hear, I've brought my husband, Andrew, or Curio, Haunted Curio, all over the web, back for another episode. This might end up being a two-part. We never know. We're I'm chatty. We have a lot to discuss. And our last episode, it like went so well that I was like, <laughs> Andrew, you, you have to come back for another one. Like... This was just it. And I don't know if y'all were just thirsty for magical thinking content or maybe Andrew and I just are a dynamic duo. I'd like to think that it's the latter, but both answers are acceptable. I would like to think that we are too. But also, I was talking to a mutual (laughs) friend of ours and I also get on a lot of tangents when I'm talking. It's not just when you and I talk. It's just, (laughs) just how I communicate and tell stories, apparently. Andrew and I have this game that we'll play that I don't think we told you about, but it's called don't even get me fucking started. And it (laughs) don't even get me fucking started. And that's how you start the game. You say, don't even get me fucking started. And then you come with a topic. So like, for example, my very first don't even get me fucking started, which is the one I always reference was how salsa is better than hot sauce in every (laughs) single way. And, like, why are we even making this bullshit, like, tomato juice that's a little spicy when salsa on everything is just better? Unless it's buffalo hot sauce, then that's, like, different. That's a totally different story. I just don't don't have tapatio in my house, clearly. Or I can't just make that. (laughs) It's... I'm just saying. I feel like a little pico goes real far. And the point is, is that you just basically argue your point of like why Mm. you have this opinion and just usually it's a rant. It's a rant. And I think I ranted for a solid like six minutes about why I think hot sauces or hot sauce is trash and salsa is better in every single way. But I encourage you to play this game with your friends or your partners and you could even give them topics. I could be like, Andrew, <laughs> don't even get me fucking started. Um, oh, no. Single use plastic. Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't even fucking started about single use plastic and the, the swirling gyre of trash that fills our ocean. You know how much microplastic they find in us all the time? For everyone, everyone was Disgusting. so so surprised. I'm like, oh, there's microplastic in the fish now. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what that could mean. Ew. And then, of course, you know what it means. Just like micro-beaded plastics that live in all of us. And we're going to have to develop some kind of funky fungus or bacteria that only eats microplastic. And it's going to end up 
I don't know, devouring the world. And it would be our fault. Anyway, don't oh, <laughs> that's not that's not why we're talking today. Actually, Clay, why are we fault. talking today? Um, so I actually asked after looking at the analytics and just like seeing that y'all really enjoyed that episode because <clears throat> the reason this was so significant is that I myself admit that I don't consume a lot of podcasts where people have guests and unless like they already naturally have a co-host. I don't particularly watch a lot of guest featuring podcasts and it's not because I don't think guests don't have something valuable to bring us. It's that, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a cozy, comfy girl. I like what I like and I hate change. So I tend to listen to the same voices and I, I just like, I was kind of worried about putting this episode out there. I've had one other guest on the podcast so far and that episode also was great, but I, I don't know. I just hesitate to put new things out there. And when I saw that it did well, I was like, oh, people actually really enjoyed this. And I love talking to my spouse, my best friend. Um, So I actually asked with that information in mind, I went to my Instagram and I said, if I brought my husband back on for another episode, what would you want us to talk about? Um, Ask us anything. And there's a number of topics and questions, and I was just going to go through those with Andrew here, and we're just going to get to it. So the first thing that was asked of us uh, by Plumbit is how to ask for help if you're going through something being more vocal. This one's hard for me. I feel like... I feel like <laughs> you fucking Capricorn double S Stellum doing everything by yourself. It's, it's hard for me um, to justify asking you for a glass of water sometimes. Although I'm trying to work on that one. I literally will tell him to fuck off. I'll be like, fuck off. I'm getting you the water. <laughs> but Sit down. I could get... And, mm, mm, <laughs> so many reasons. Look, Okay. It's not that I think you getting me a glass of water or a glass of tea is going to burden you in some irrevocable way. Irrevocable way. It's more like it seems like it's that's more what you like think. <laughs> when I when I do something on my own, I get to do it on my terms. Which means I can do it as quickly as I want, as slowly as I want. I could do it after I save maybe after if I'm in the middle of something after I save my progress and I'm able to get up and do it at a leisurely pace. Or like, I don't know. What if like <laughs> And then even my specifications, I don't have to specify them to somebody else. That's also why. But, like, I also asked you if you wanted a cup of coffee, and I (laughs) insist that you're going to want specifications. That's true. Like, if you tell me you want me to fucking froth your milk, I'm going to froth your fucking milk. Like, it's... Like, like I asked. You have to to assume that the person asking wants to do that That's true. Only, I mean, we don't have to get into it right now. But what kind of asshole would ask and then not be ready to do the specified, like, like extra things? Like, I mean, agreed. Don't fucking ask if you don't have, if your cup's empty, don't be fucking asking people to do shit. Which, like, like, ignoring, ignoring any past trauma that I might have. Like, this is a good segue because if you are more vocal, unfortunately, you will find out who actually has time for you. Which may upset you, which is, in the long run, probably for the best. I think you do have to be more vocal, and 
trust. It's just about getting put more trust in the people around you. And I think if you're, I think if you are uh, very afraid of putting your trust in the people around you, maybe it's time for that to change too. Like, that's dangerous. 100%. I mean, I feel like when you actually start to vocalize your needs and set the boundaries that you need, you learn very, very, very quickly the people that you actually want to keep around you and the people that you don't. And I feel like that's really what it is. I feel like a lot of the, I mean, obviously it could also be trauma because we are all multi-dimensional mm. beings. And I would argue that none of us have left childhood unscathed. None of us. I think everybody has some kind of trauma that they could not oh, yeah. deal with because their tiny little baby mind couldn't conceptualize whether it was like big T trauma or little T trauma still there. Um, but I will say that I think you have to be willing to like make yourself a little uncomfortable, but remember that two things growth does not come from your comfort zone. Mm. And number two you have to be mindful of what feels safe and what feels dangerous. And I talk about this all the time that our comfort zone, if there's like basically a circle with three rings around it or two rings around it, the circle in the middle is your comfort zone. The circle just beyond it is safe uncomfortability. You feel safe in making a change. You feel safe in speaking your mind. You know, it's not going to destroy you. And then the outer ring is dangerous uncomfortability mm. and this is where you do things that completely unseat you take you way out of your body way into fight or flight mode and you're not able to make safe decisions for yourself because you're so worried about how to get back into your body and get safe you're overreacting that you're not actually going to grow there either so i would say it's also about putting yourself right in that middle that middle point of safe uncomfortability and the beautiful thing about safe uncomfortability is growth happens there and you have the ability to build like the bridge outward you can, like you can that. extend that zone the more that you continue to do things that are just a little uncomfortable you get into a space of being able to do bigger things over time i have the extreme pleasure um and i've found out a little bit more just by just by seeing people communicate online the the discord is in no small part of this where i can i can fully realize that i the gulf between my safe uncomfortability so if you're not on the discord the link is down below you should join it's It's free free. and you get to talk to other people in the community like meet a friend friend online or just like someone who's willing to hang out with you over lunch like it's it's small beautiful things totally it's fucking great oh yeah anyway sorry yeah yeah, yeah. carry on um (laughs) the the gap the gulf between my safe uncomfortability and my dangerous uncomfortability like I haven't been I haven't been in a dangerous uncomfortable in a long time like that's and awesome. so I I take comfort in that and so anyone can I don't I don't put that um, I don't put that on people who have tighter circles like that who maybe have trouble stepping outside of their home like that's that's not their fault or even if it is like those things can be expanded upon it might be easy for me to get lost in the middle of 
a metropolitan area and be like, it's okay, we can work with this. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, if I could take it down a little side story, I think a great representation of what we're talking about is... Um, many of you know, because on the podcast, if you're a long-term listener, I've talked about this a lot, that I have, like, really irrational fears of men <laughs> for, like, no apparent reason. I've, like, don't get me wrong, like, growing up, my father was very angry and, like, yelled a lot so I could see where it would come from. But, like, somebody could be walking their dog, like, a football field away, and I'm scared. And... So I was always like, oh, I, I can't go out walking by myself. I can't leave the house by myself. And something that I started doing is, first and foremost, my safe person, my spouse, Hello. right here with us. Uh, in the beginning, uh, with the route that I would always take out of the house, he would come with me most of the time. And then once I felt like I got really comfortable in that environment with someone... I started to do things on my own, knowing that I have my watch, knowing that I have my phone. Like if something happens, like I'm going to send out a beacon immediately. So like, you know, I feel like it's kind of like, it made me think of it. Cause yeah. you said like, if you're afraid of leaving your house, like, you know, I, in some regard, I think I was afraid to leave the house. And now I go out on little hot girl walks by myself almost every day. It feels... But I had to start doing that in order to get there. I had to do things that felt safe first in order to get there. I think I think we are continuously learning that immersion is not always going to cut it. Like, the fastest way to make you comfortable is not to put you in the most dangerous situation and just letting you figure your, your shit out. Like... Like, totally. you know, you know about immersive therapy, right? How Absolutely. It, I don't even know if, I don't even know the science, if that technically works, but I can't help but feel like it would be a hard thing to make work without just mentally traumatizing people. So I'm sure, I'm sure because it's pop science and pop psychology, it was never really as popular as I assume it was. Um, but yeah, I think getting outside little by little, not physically, but getting outside of your comfort zone and maybe, maybe try personally to categorize your, your, like, um, your vocal needs, maybe vocalize those little by little. You don't have to start all at once. Like Chloe says, you could start with safe zones. I mean... I also feel like it happens that way, though. Like, you start a little bit at a time, and then all at once, you're suddenly a master boundary setter. I swear that's how it happens. Like, it is little by little, and then it's all at once. And you do have to, like, commit to starting, though. Um, in any case, I feel like we answered that. So the next question or suggestion comes from Blair's... Is that Blair's Art... And they said, Saturn return his story. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that don't know, my husband has Capricorn and Saturn. And he went through his Saturn return right before me. Because Saturn was moving through the sign of Capricorn for almost three years prior to it moving into Aquarius. Which is where my Saturn return is. And where Saturn is stationed right now until March 8th of 2023. Where it will finally fucking move. We approach closer. <laughs> um, closer and closer yeah. every day. 
Ugh, every day we we strive closer to God's and light. I, and I get closer and closer every day to my second Saturn return. Hallelujah. That's true. I mean, me too, if you want to get technical. Mm, it's best. But we're going to be like 60 when that happens, and we're going to feel a lot more centered and planted in the I'll ground, have a I hope. It's going to be great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. And say, let's say Brandy. Uh, what? Uh, okay. I'm going to sigh a lot. I'm going to try not to sigh a lot. (laughs) But suffice it to say that the story and thinking about it makes me exhausted. So I, I, not that I tend not to, um, but I do, I do limit how much time I dwell on it, which is, which is also, it's a pro tip. Try to limit how much you spend dwelling. Limit your, limit your climate anxiety to 30 minutes every day. Limit your your worry about your health and career to a set amount of time. <laughs> maybe when you're going to the bathroom, or maybe when you're <laughs> when you're checking your mailbox. In any case, do you actually do no. that? Do you only give yourself a certain amount of time a day no. to worry? Okay, some people actually sure. swear by that. Like that's that's an anxiety like relief tactic. I can't do that, nor do I want to. But some people actually. Swear I don't. By that. I don't feel like it's out of control to the point where I need to limit it. But when I notice, when I notice that I'm kind of doom scrolling a little bit, I'll turn it off quietly. Just like, actually, maybe you need to look at something fluffier. Maybe we need to just get off this this app that I'm not even going to mention. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Saturn Return for me was a lot about in in some brief in brief. It was a lot about me. Um, kind of kind of figuring out how I wanted to spend my day to day life I think honestly prior prior to my sudden return and prior to a lot of these things coming to a head I was really happy and satisfied kind of just kind of just worming it just kind of eaten I was eating and I was shitting and both of those things were great. And so I didn't have a problem. Um, I was just, I was just being a worm boy, just having a good time in the dirt. And then like these funny little, these funny aspirations started to crop up and it seemed very dissatisfying what I was doing. Like, oh, I, it felt more and more like I was just simply distracting myself every day. And it kind of sucked because I, I felt like, like I had wasted time. I would come to find out later that that's, that's also, that's also a, a brain thing. I don't have to be worried about wasted time constantly, and neither do you. If you want to spend all day drawing pictures of rocks, like, you could do that. That's not wasted time. You, you have focused your attention on something specific and you have honed something in your mind even if it's not like a craft so i think i think in some ways taking more time to step away from those distractions has a, has been a big player like after my saturn return and also it really kind of put a wedge in what i was doing for a living like what i was doing for money like um prior Prior to my Saturn return, I was really just happy just 
kind of being dissatisfied with what I was doing in a kind of a, a lazy way. Like, oh, this job sucks, but everyone else at this job agrees that this job sucks, so it must not be that bad somehow. I, I don't really know how that works. Um, but it led me to ask a lot more questions about, like, like what I want to do later. <laughs> I think as a, I think as a teenager and then a younger and then a slightly older adult, a slightly less young adult, um, those questions about the future kind of didn't make sense to me because I was too busy, like, I guess, accepting stimuli in the moment. I was too busy, quote unquote, living for today. And I found that eventually very, very dissatisfying. And if you can imagine, it kind of interrupted how I felt about everything that I did. Like, about work, about how I spent my time off, about how I interacted with Chloe, and what I read, and, like, yeah. And then I got into magic. It was pretty cool. It was a nice turn of events. That is true. You had your own, like, spiritual awakening during mm-hmm. your Saturn return. I didn't realize we that. T- we talked last time. That's, you did. like, really when... I stopped being so cynical because it was very easy for me, personally, for me to be cynical um, and just kind of not expect better things and to start trying to make better things happen. I love that. So what was your redemption arc like? Like, what? tell us the good things that happened because I feel like you just made it sound like Saturn literally was like... Fuck you, get Rickrolled, bitch. <laughs> what what were what were the positives? Like what what blessings do you feel like came out of that? As a follow-up question. I feel like I am the blessing the blessing is I feel like some kind of self-awareness. I I am painfully aware when I need when I need rest and when I don't need rest. And it feels that way. It feels like um I think I think we've talked about this a little bit too, Chloe, privately, where it's like I feel like I'm just doing this and to distract myself. Like I feel like I've one hundred percent. I feel like I've been on my phone, not as a means of learning new things, but it's distracting me. And I feel like like a little, like the eye, the eye that sees inward just slowly opens, and eventually when I when I see what I'm doing in full clarity, I'm like. All right, I'm done. And then, like, sometimes when I when I just... All I want to do <clears throat> is, is be working on something or I'm stressed about... Uh, stressed about a deadline or stressed about work. And I cannot, like, provide that energy. I want to be sick or I might just not be feeling good in a general sense. Like, that inward... that inward like sight also helps and it's like oh actually just just rest and not rest by sitting on the couch and looking at your phone rest by actually closing your eyes actually doing some kind of meditative act like actually trying to center yourself and that's really 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 helpful i think i've I've gained that. It's also just, it's allowed me to, uh, 
It's allowed me to uh, pursue things. I, I feel like I have aspirations again, which is really nice. I feel like I had aspirations as like a child and then as a young kid, and then it just stopped for some reason. And then I have aspirations again. Like, I want to learn things. Like, I want to learn so many more things. Hell yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how it affected me, I think. I think you also went through a couple of promotions oh. during your Saturn return, too. Like, he doesn't work at, mm -hmm. for that company anymore, but it was like... Saturn made you work for it, though. Like, it did not come it about, easily. There's a lot of personal discipline, and... too. You're not wrong. There was a lot of personal discipline involved, and he honestly ended up in, like, a really good position. Like, the only reason he doesn't work there now is because he works with mm -hmm. me. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, even when we moved here, he still kept that job for a while. And it was a good job. It, like, paid really well. They were super cool to him. And honestly, would you not say that aside from working on Chloe Taylor, like, that business, mm -hmm. would you say that, like... That was like the best career you've had. That's the that's the one that I could look back most favorably. Um, obviously, like even the even the unspoken things that make it kind of like a crummy office job. When we went work from home, I feel like the cons really painted a picture. Like mm. at the end of the day, at the end, of, I you can't help but feel instrumentalized. You can't help but feel like a small, like a small unfeeling cog in a much larger unfeeling machine. One hundred. I mean, I feel like that's just on the that's, that's on, on the Great Recession. That's, that's on. That's, that's on, on capitalism. That's on baby. Late stage capitalism. That's like capitalism <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't really think that even has anything to do with your Saturn return because it was already over by that's that true. point. But I do feel like. From my perspective, I saw growth in you as a person that I like, I, I'm not trying to shit oh, on you, but I saw you like become a responsible person where prior to that, I felt like you were just like very chaotic <laughs> and all over the place. Yeah. And I feel like watching you go through your Saturn return, though it was really difficult. I watched you become somebody that came out a lot more responsible and self-reliant and Ultimately, I think that's what Saturn really wants, so. like, is for you to become self-reliant. And gosh, I have so many things I could say about my own, but it wasn't about me. They asked <laughs> you about your Saturn return. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about mine another time. I will, I will second that. Um, I tend not to, I tend to frame away from, like, professional or business life. And so, like, in my personal life, I feel like the little things that, the little things that would like kind of bug me, but I wouldn't take a step to change either about myself or my surroundings. I think after in the middle of Saturn return and then also just immediately after th those things got attention, like my physical health, like I'm like, I feel like, um, my asthma like improved almost like, Kind of a lot, and also the the issue came to the forefront, and so it got a got a lot of attention from me. Whereas before, I feel like I was perfectly content being kind of miserable, 
and just kind of let that float to the sidelines. I'm not, I'm not sure how. Oh my or gosh. Why. Listening to you talk about this just makes me see how this same shit has happened mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> can't ignore those things. And yeah. You, you can, really you can't. can blame that on turning 30, but also, like, it can be two things. It can be two things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, um, I think, in, in a long way, that's uh, that was my experience. I love it. Um, kind of as a follow-up question, um, this one actually comes from Purple Purple Nightfall. I wonder if this is Taker's account. Um, oh, she has... If it is, thank you, Takers. You're a queen. Uh, <laughs> both of these questions. We're going to answer both of them because they're so juicy. Uh, the first one is, can you tell us about his spiritual awakening? Because y'all know we've talked together on the podcast that... Um, you were an atheist mm-hmm. before going through your own spiritual awakening. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. And I've, I've, I've explained a little bit of it, maybe like that general feeling where, um, the, it, it started to hurt just a little too much. The, the despair and kind of, um, the despair and nihilism that would come just from, just Whoa. from operating, you know, you feel like, you feel like you're, your whole mind body doesn't matter. Then and like, how do you how do you big brain yourself? I'm I'm talking to myself, my past self. Like how how are you supposed <laughs> to big brain yourself out of this, Andrew? Like, are you supposed to be like I am I am euphoric and enlightened? And it's like it was really hard to do that, and dissatisfying enough that when. I started playing around with the idea of, well, let's let's play it like gods. Let's play with the idea, and we we like I am I am too like me and my myself. The royal the we. royal we exactly me and <laughs> me and well it, royal we is me and God because you know that's like did you you knew that right. It's just fun. I didn't know that actually, but that's just that something that we always the royal say we. when you say we. At, like <laughs> we say it in like a condescending way, though. Like, yeah, the royal we. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you if you didn't know, it's because it's because the the royal crown is ordained by God. So the crown itself is meant to symbolize and work through you as the mouthpiece of like actual god so like wow. so when the queen uses the royal we she's talking about herself and god like the will the will wow, is one i actually really didn't yeah. know that that's fucking fascinating thank you for this information you just <laughs> taught us today yeah ever since uh, henry the fucking eighth because he was uh, he started the church yeah in i had no idea and probably before that but how mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm, that's that's how that's how monarchies work um but I was still dissatisfied with shit like that, with shit like monarchies or like divine premonition or prophets. I still didn't like that. It didn't sit well with me. And so I I had, there was no subreddit for me. There was no country for me. <laughs> there was no like, oh, I think like th- these like, 
like these teachings and these practices are trash but i still live in a spiritual place and still feel a kind of connectedness with like de these deities or like these practices that i do or we call or i'm calling corners and i'm i'm calling on like who i consider to be guardian spirits and even like being in the wilderness and feeling that and so it was really hard for me to turn away and i, I think before prior if i felt something like that i i kind of put it to awe and i still feel that kind of that kind of awe struck when i experience like uh, features of nature that are way bigger than me like sitting on the sitting on the beach and just getting knocked over by waves i'm just like wow this is <laughs> oh when we were yeah. in florida that was so fun we had such Being a good my vacation ass rocked by the waves <laughs> it was great <laughs> It was great. I was in a real spiritual experience choking out seawater. Um, <laughs> but, like, really, though. Uh, and so that's... Uh, my my spiritual waking came from a need. And I don't know... I guess it was just a searching. I wouldn't say I woke up one day and decided that I need I need some something more fulfilling. But it definitely felt like a longing. And so I, I remember what I missed about my childhood faith, and I basically kept that, and I didn't keep anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's also, I've never heard you explain it that way, and I think that's very yeah. sweet. But something else I wanted to, like... I guess another question with a, I learn new things too. When we do these episodes, like I didn't oh, know really? any of that. I could have sworn um, I told you. Really? You've never talked about it. Like you've never talked huh, about it like that, funny. but um, I know that around that same time I had read the very controversial book, Witch by Lisa Lister. And it's controversial because it's not inclusive to trans people. And I totally can get behind why that's not okay. And she shouldn't be making claims that only women can be witches. That's ludicrous to think. And even in our own house, we don't practice that right, because right. my husband that you're listening to right now, he calls himself a witch. Like, you know, it's not um, gender based, but uh, that book still opened my eyes to things that I had never, like, I can't deny that the content was valuable to me because I learned things about witchcraft that I'd never considered. Mm. And I remember like reading that book and turning to you during your own crisis of faith and saying, I think I'm a witch. Like, I think reading this book, like it's just kind of undeniable to me. Like this is a label that I would like to hold. And I feel like without, like, I don't know what I was expecting mm -hmm. from you, but I never got like, well, that's weird. Or that's why would you say that? Or, right. you know, it was like within a couple of days you were like, huh, I guess I'm a witch too. I th maybe it crystallized. <laughs> I maybe like, um, this, like all of these ideas are swirling around kind of waiting for something like to catalyze and turn into something like solid like something concrete 
Um, and yeah, I think that happened at just the right time. You really, you really helped kind of teach that. And that was really nice. I don't think I've ever thanked you for doing that, That's but thank cool. you very much. Aww. That's just naturally who I am. Like, I've been eight side stories. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, I've been really, and we'll probably talk about this in like another episode, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. But recently I've been coming to the conclusion that like, I've looked at every aspect and this is so Saturn return of me. <laughs> I've been looking at like every aspect of my life up until this point. And I realized even today, Andrew, that even back in my like adolescence, when I was writing fan mm. fiction, I was still being a storyteller. I was still sharing the ideas and the things that I thought were fascinating and putting them out there into the world. That's just something that I've always done from like a stupidly young age. I think I was like 10, nine or 10 when I was doing that. And I see where every step of my own journey, I've continued to carry that. Like then I got into the simming field and I started telling those same dramatic stories from the soaps that I wrote fan fiction for. And then from there that evolved into a spiritual path where I started sharing spiritual knowledge. And that's where I am kind of right now. And recently I've hit this like point where I've realized, Oh, I don't really like doing pick a cards. Like it's born, like I'm bored and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's fun to do those. And when I want to do them, I try really hard to like mm. show up in the moment because those ones always hit the best and they but get like, the most but views like you couldn't do, they're meant to be out there. You couldn't there. do a pick a card a day. Like that would just exhaust you. No, that would just like, destroy the me. output that you have now but, is, is what you're able to, to put out. Cause it's, it's just getting old. Totally. But something that I realized is like, as we're talking about like labels and self-expression mm-hmm. and is that like, I honestly think we just need to stop with the labels and recognize that we are all creative and spiritual individuals. And there's never going to be something that you feel fully at home at for your entire life. Most likely, except for yourself. We, I don't know if you've noticed but we, you and I, and our, our friends, and a lot of people, actually, I think, from what I've seen outside, um, are really having, are really running up into this head-butting trouble of this, this group, this thought, um, this thought group wants it to be easier to categorize people. How do you define a person? And I feel like what is becoming a very vocal majority of us are saying, no, it's not that simple. Like, it's not simple at all, actually. To the insistence that, no, actually, these, these things are the markers that tell us what you are and what you mean and what you stand for. And we're like big sigh big sigh because we are way more than that we are way more and i think like i guess like the reason that i brought that up is thinking about like calling myself a witch thinking about calling myself a vegan Mm -hmm. thinking about all of the labels that i've imposed on myself over time even though they might have fit at one point like sorry 
there has come a point every sound. Oh, I didn't okay. hear it, so it's you're probably okay. Picking up on my, um, my cat. My cat. <laughs> um, there comes a point where I feel like if the labels don't serve anymore, like it's okay to pick new ones. It's okay to try something else. It's okay to not have a label and decide to be labeled this. And even your spirituality, like you don't have to be a witch to practice magic. Mm. You don't have to decide that you're a witch to be spiritual. And you don't have to call yourself a tarot card reader if you want to shuffle some tarot cards. Like I just, I don't even know why I brought this up. I just felt inspired. (laughs) Would you, what's, these are the, these are the kinds of topics. These are the tangents that I love because would you say, would you say that labels are, are helpful maybe only in the beginning? Like, which Absolutely. gave me a word. Labels to, can be yeah. helpful because they also help you connect with other people that are calling themselves that Very same true. thing. They can help you connect. But I think the the realization that I, I've really come to, like with my own spirituality, with my own Saturn return, <laughs> um, with my own path in this moment is I feel like Rebecca Campbell says it the best. And it's your soul had a dream and your life was it. Mm. Like it's not about having all of these labels in boxes. It's your soul had a dream and your life was it. And what does that expression of your life look like? And how can you fully embody the expression without trying to taint it or capitalize on it or monetize it? Or I don't know. Yeah. It's the labels do they have diminishing returns after after a certain point it just becomes too nuanced to encapsulate with a single word and even if you invented a totally. new word it would wear its usefulness after a little while absolutely and i feel like a lot of panic that people feel is when those labels no longer apply to them i absolutely agree with you I feel like right now I'm experiencing that in real time with my career. I'm realizing that there are labels that I've put on myself that I'm like, oh, I don't actually want to carry that torch anymore. I want to do something different. And is everybody going to hate me if I do this? Right. But ultimately, my soul had a dream. My life is it. So that's true. (laughs) How to be to be super real with the podcast, which I guess is is fitting. It's fitting for the podcast. Absolutely. Divine authenticity. Um, <laughs> oh, what a cute label. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what you're doing here. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a good Just title. For a second. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a good title. Fuck. I came up with that. <laughs> um, I am so, I was so comfortable with the the title of being vegan that to not be vegan like kind of stresses me out a little bit where i'm like oh i'm getting lost in the weeds real time again real time happening i'm getting lost in the weeds of like but if you're not vegan like what are you like 
Does it matter? It, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm finding out that it doesn't matter. I can. I cannot eat meat. Like I can not eat meat and dairy and eggs, and I can. I can resist all of these things and say, say with genuine earnestness that I don't think those things improve my life, um, and still eat fish. And th- that doesn't make me a vegan, but also the title of vegan sometimes has those diminishing returns because I feel better because my totally. body asked for something and well, it, it asked for something for quite a while actually. And I think stubbornly I denied for a long time. And so somebody actually asked oh. about that, not in this question thing that I got, but in a previous Instagram questionnaire yeah. that I pulled up, somebody asked me, to talk about like leaving veganism and what like why and what that was about and i technically have already addressed it in a video i addressed it once and i said i was only gonna (laughs) address it one time because the internet will fucking eat you alive if you remove your label of veganism and i know that because i've been in that community for a long time but also like i don't know i'm not right (laughs) i haven't been vegan since like march of last year right yeah, I don't think I've been vegan since March of 2021 was when I decided to remove the label. <clears throat> I think that's that's my indicator that the label is no longer serving. When there are outside there are, there's an outside reason. It's not just to describe how I feel about something because a lot of those feelings still persist. My feelings about corporatism and industrialization and capitalism and what we do to the environment those things those things haven't really changed i've instead decided to eat a lot more local and well you know what they have you know what they you know what they got here they got you know what they really, got in washington a fuckload really of fish good, uh, really good veggies really good everything and i'm just i'm living a good life <laughs> but i i don't have a label and I think at first it causes some distress because you're like, I mean, it is hard. Like if I go to a barbecue at Uh my friend's house, I have to specify to them that I don't eat dairy. I eat fish and I eat eggs. But like basically other than that, I still eat a vegan diet. I just, I eat fish and I eat (laughs) When all else fails, strict is okay. Yeah, when all else fails, you can always be, oh, but see, I have an extra label on me because I also don't eat gluten. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, or I do, but it's, like, very it's rare. Rough. It's I'll rough. I'll eat on gluten. Um, it's really rough on me. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I decided to stop being vegan is because it's really hard. You can do it, but I wasn't willing to be vegan and gluten-free. And, like, basically what I found is that um, going gluten-free when you're vegan, companies don't care about you. Like, <laughs> I could unclassed. buy a Beyond yeah. sausage, right? I could buy a Beyond sausage. Those are gluten-free and vegan, but they are full of inflammatory oils and fillers. Like, this is not the answer mm. that we need to help humanity. And delicious, but that's and beside the point. They're delicious, but they're terrible for you. And even though we're doing a great thing and we're trying to like, you know, 
not do the whole slaughterhouse thing and do this instead, we're hurting people's bodies in the process. And we're also doing damage to the environment with like palm oil, Mm -hmm. right? So to me, it was a very losing battle. It was okay. I can have like, unless I'm just going to eat beans and vegetables, like what am I supposed to do? And so that was like kind of my in when I started introducing fish and eggs back into my diet was I could have been a gluten-free vegan, but I was not willing. I felt like that was too difficult and the industries don't actually care about your body. What's, what's funny is that the labels help us, the labels help us communicate with other people. Like, if if there was a recognizable label for someone in your position, you know, who who has some autoimmune issues, like has trouble eating eating certain things but not others, like objects morally to some things but not others. Like if there was a, there was a word for that, would that would be easy. That would um, that would facilitate communication. What I think is the problem, too, is that if that label becomes prominent enough, it just becomes a demographic. Like we've 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 true talked to we've talked to the gays. We know what the gays say. We know what the LGBTQIA plus um, say about like corporatization. It's like oh, you are seen but only in a very specific way as a demographic, as a demographic of people who are willing to spend money. And so that's, that's the trap. That's the trap. I think vegans will probably find a way out of eventually because right, right now Hopefully. vegans are just a demographic that with money. And so we Absolutely. make a, we make a tasty, a very tasty, let me tell you beyond fried chicken at KFC. But how much, like how much how much filler how much like shouldn't this thing that's ostensibly uh, a meat substitute have more protein shouldn't it have more like nourishing value but it falls short and i think it kind of i I think it paints a it paints a bleak picture about it actually really does. <laughs> but I'm running I'm running out of time on my internal clock of worrying about capitalism today. So what's <laughs> right, what's we need our to stop talking question? about this shit. Let's talk about something else. I'm sorry. We just went down like eight rabbit holes, but, but that's where I, we are. I think it's too, um, oh, okay. No, go ahead. Oh no. Oh we're, we're getting, getting out? out. Okay, we're getting out. Um Secondary juicy question. We talked about your spiritual awakening. Do you feel like we wrapped that? Like, do you feel like you said what you wanted to say? Oh, uh, yes. So this next question also comes from Purple Nightfall. And I thought this was juicy. But I feel like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to be a juicy answer, unfortunately. Because I think we're actually very, like, chill. Daddy chill. (laughs) Like, I, well, I mean, yes. As a rule, generally. the, The question is, does he feel intimidated by your spiritual success. Mm. Well, no. No is the short answer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, it's not going to be juicy, though. <laughs> but I also feel like... I feel like those... Do you feel this way, too? I'm, I'm curious to know. Where it's like... 
you're kind of you're kind of stuck in this weird well you could go into you could go into how cool you are <laughs> but you probably better not you probably should just leave it as an easy answer what do you think um i don't know i feel like it it was directed at you so you should answer however the fuck you want <laughs> that's do a good you feel called to say basically basically i don't it, it makes up of it makes up a part of who you are but no i honestly think i honestly think um i still have a problem with people looking at me um <laughs> and being seen and being uh in the limelight it's it's hard for me um like i can present i can give a public speech i could do those things i have done those things before to like rooms of people but something about those are very guarded situations for me and so being unguarded like i'm kind of i'm right now i'm in the comfiest position that i can be in my office which is the comfiest space for me talking to you who is the most comfy person that i can talk to and only then so with all these layers of like comfort space do I really feel okay expressing like really important things about me? And so off the cuff, no, I really don't think so. I um I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> you do you do marvelous things. Um Is there anything that I am jealous about? Maybe. But I also see the flip sides of those good things. Yeah, he gets so to see everything because we so live no. in the same house and we're together. <laughs> like, he gets to see when I've had a bad day in my comments and I am just destroyed by how people choose to talk to me. He gets to see how overwhelmed mm-hmm. I get when I have too much on my plate and I've put it all there. He gets to see like but also like the inspiration he gets to see the rebranded colors the things that i get excited about like you get to see it all and Mm -hmm. witness like the ups and the downs of being somebody in this kind of position and to be honest i think if i could witness me which i do because i have (laughs) self-awareness like even i'm not super happy with how like i do every single thing like, I think I could definitely spend a lot more time with myself and less time stressing about work or business. Certainly, certainly. But I, I do agree. think I've been working on that. And I think that's what I attribute a lot of my, like, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you already know. We've been talking about it a lot this month. <laughs> so, um, it also, it also depends on how I'm feeling. If... If I'm feeling like I'm not paying enough attention to myself and my own personal goals, I I would probably be at risk of seeing but seeing you and in a high moment feeling a certain type of way and feeling good about yourself. But I I think at this point there's just too much self-awareness. <laughs> I'd be like I'd be like ah, white like Oh, Chloe looks like she has it together, but it doesn't take it doesn't take five seconds. Like it might take two seconds for him to be like, ah, uh, but actually, like 
it's because of this this and this like there's so much that goes into this and now especially because i have a helping hand in the process at least i can see that <laughs> and it's <laughs> i can't i can't fool myself and say like oh if only i was in this person's position things would be so great or oh if i had this person's following or if i had this person's platform I would have it made, and that's just not true. It really isn't, y'all. Like, it's, I, yeah, no. It's, there's, I'm too aware of the situation, and then now too aware of myself. I think. Uh, it does. It does cause me to wonder. It does cause me to question if there is something that I am jealous of. And like, no. I feel like if you were jealous of anything, it wouldn't even be something that, like, is in the realm of, like, quote-unquote success or fame. It would be, like, the drive that I have or my ability to, like, what looks like fearlessly push things out when it's not fearless. That's true. That's true. You have – you are practiced. Yes. And how else are you going to be jealous of – how are you going to be jealous of somebody else's, like, practice? Like, (laughs) oh, I wish I had that skill. Well, I do have that skill. Like, putting out stuff that's creative is stressful. Like, this is, there's a quote that says that. Like, don't be jealous of somebody's success for the work that you didn't put in. Like, yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh, I'm jealous of this person because they, they wrote a book. While I was doing not writing a book. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, what? No, like, I, I chose to do something else with my time. Like, totally. I just, I just chose to or, do something else. I'm jealous that this person has their dream body. And, like, did you put the work into your body? Like, oh my, I, did I, you I cho- figure out what works for you? I can't regret eating those meals no (laughs) i can't allow myself to regret eating those meals and um enjoying that sedentary time like i love that sedentary time it's great (laughs) oh my goodness it's it's the it's that episode of the sandman we just watched no spoilers no spoilers oh she's so good like you can't be jealous of somebody else's life. Like life is kind of so dynamic that you can make anything happen. Oh, that's it's a lot. true. That's true though. <laughs> you can make anything happen. This is why I always say that that's, this is why I always say like, it's, this is why authenticity in your own uniqueness is so important because I will say this, like this kind of pulls back to our last episode. Um, episode i want to quote you the episode in case y'all haven't listened to it. episode 90 nope it's not mm. episode 90 i'm sorry that was a dirty lie episode 91 uh <laughs> which was magical thinking it's like <laughs> you can make anything you want happen but the thing is true alignment is the only way you're actually going to get there And so this is why it's so important to not follow somebody else's path, to not be jealous of what somebody else has and follow your own unique blueprint. Because when you follow your own authenticity, your own uniqueness, you're going to be led down the perfect way that things need to happen for you instead Mm. of 
getting what somebody else has because if you really genuinely are in alignment with what somebody else has like gosh I had this conversation with one of my friends and her answer made me so fucking mad um and she knew it we disagreed in the moment we agreed to disagree in the moment so I'm not talking shade but I had mentioned to one of my friends that I truly believed that Uh. if it was in alignment for every person because like she was trying to tell me like I was successful and I did all these things and like people can't do what I do and I said Mm. no if it was in true alignment for every single person on this planet to have a successful YouTube channel and brand and like business, every single person could do it. And the problem is, is that it's not in alignment with every single person. It's not everybody's unique path. And it's not the perfect way that everything should unfold for you. But if like, that's the shit you dream about is like being on YouTube and creating content. What are you doing? Like, Put a video out, get to work. But I, I don't, I don't subscribe mm. to the ideology that we can't make things happen. I do subscribe to the ideology, however, that if it's not in alignment for you, you're going to constantly feel overworked, overwhelmed, and it's not going to feel right. Am I making sense? I feel like I just, that story was just so. all over the place. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit, a little bit, but here, let me, let me see if I, if I can, if, trace back through that so it's basically it's basically you like you don't claim to have the the specific drive i think people people in entertainment people in sports they like to point to oh this person is simply gifted like totally well well yes like maybe they will they will also point to also, they're very dedicated in this way, and they've made this happen for themselves. You're on the you're on the feeling where like, oh no, this this thing is achievable. This this thing is not beyond the scope of possibility for literally everyone on the planet. Should they be called to it? But I mean, we're comfortable saying that not everyone on this earth is going to be called to want to be. Uh, like a tarot reader or an astrologer or totally uh, a spiritualist anyone uh, versus our mutual friend who didn't who believed that some people have a natural affinity for things and this mm, I don't this is I don't a topic that, that gets on Andrew's nerves oh because it's just it's just labeling again it's just labeling, it's just labeling but again. again oh my god where it's like no this person is special and I'm like I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, but like, we oh, are you're special. Right. A, but I don't oh, think it's special. it's one person yes. special. I think everybody's special. Special, c- correct. I agree. Well, like, like we're gonna we're gonna touch we're gonna touch down on this once, and then we're gonna we're gonna leave it. But it's basically it's how people refer to um, people of people who sit in positions of authority. Well, like, oh, this person, like, I think, I think everyone could be in a position of authority in our society. But, like, is everyone called to do that? Are the people 100%. who are in charge called to do it? That's also another question. Probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big woof. <laughs> big, yeah, big, big oof. Um, but, like... Does that mean that they have some kind of 
irreplaceable spark? No, I don't think so. I think they are just as special as you or I. It's just how you want to spend your day. How do you want to spend your day? Is it as a spiritualist? Is it as a person who reads tarot cards for themselves and for others? Is it someone who wants to learn a language and communicate with other people in other cultures? Like, it's just how you want to spend your day. Totally. And I feel like that's really important. Like, if... I feel like uh, not enough people on that same thread, not enough people also stop to ask themselves what they want to do with their time. It's like, what do I feel like I have to do with my time? And I fall into this trap too. It's not enough people ask themselves how they want to spend their days. Like I had a conversation with my brother like several months ago about this same topic where I was Mm. like, what do you want to do with your time? And he was like, well, I'm kind of good at this and I'm kind of good at that. And maybe I could get a job doing this. And I was like, bruh, that's not what I asked. I asked, how do you want to spend Mm. your time? If money didn't matter, Mm -hmm. if everything was taken care of, how would you want to spend your time? And he was like, wow, Chloe, like this is a 40 some odd year (laughs) old man was like, Chloe, I've never thought of it that way. Like, I've never asked myself that question. And I was like, this is how you figure out what you need to do. Is like, ask yourself, how would you spend your time if everything didn't matter? And we actually, I think I just talked about this um, in an episode that will be out before this one. It's one that gets turned into a video, actually. I think it'll be episode Mm. 98 of the podcast. Um talking about like my purpose and stuff and how I got there but it really is just like asking yourself what you feel called to do today in that moment that like is your purpose that is your uniqueness and trusting that you can follow that and like letting your intuition push you in that direction I would I would put that question to everyone like, what would you do if, like, left to your own devices, free of the expectations and burdens of others, which is a very hard thing to just shake off. Absolutely. I think it, I think it takes practice. I think mean, you have to ask yourself it with, with a little bit at a time until you're more comfortable kind of shrugging off expectation and being... Because people... I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I've heard, you know... It's like the cliche of, oh, you can't just stop being X, right? You can't just stop being this role that you have. It's not that simple. It's like, well, you can inside your mind. Yeah, you actually can. can You can internally, maybe not externally to other people. Like, like I guess if you were a mother, it would be difficult. <laughs> Even internally, because like maybe there's some expectation. Maybe you've you know put what? some expectations. I don't but... want to do that to moms. If you're a mom and you're here listening, yeah. I don't want you to think that this is going to be harder for you because you're a mom. Like, Good point. I feel like that's something that a lot of people will do. Like, oh, you're this, or you have this going on, or you have a day job, or you're in survival mode, or like, I don't want you to think that that means that you can't do this or accomplish this because yes, you can. And it might take some practice. practice. You might have to come back to yourself in a big way, but that doesn't mean that you can't. And I don't want you leaving this episode with less confidence in yourself because you can. That's a very good point. 
Yeah, I would never mean to. I would never mean to exclude someone just because. Well, because I have some some preconceived notion about what it means to be a mother that I obviously have no firsthand experience, <laughs> and yeah, that's isn't isn't that kind of funny? Like, like you can what what is stopping what is stopping one person physically from embodying like just selfhood, just being yourself with no other no other outside influences involved. And you know what? Maybe that means that that you do commit yourself to your family, but that's okay. That's what you would do, un unburdened by other people's expectations. And I think that's kind of beautiful. It's like what you choose to do. Uh, is every person like that? Certainly not. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But it's but funny. How, this, how did this start again? Oh, we were talking about we were talking about me being jealous, possibly. Oh yeah, you being jealous, possibly, and then we got onto this whole arc of like, don't be jealous, don't be bitter, just don't, be better, basically. Just be better, don't be just bitter, be just better. be better. <laughs> just work on your own shit and know that like, if you have a dream, that's like, I guess the biggest point that oh. I tried to make to my friend is like, if you have a dream, you are meant to see that fulfilled. I don't believe that we mm. have dreams for no reason, and if that is your deepest desire to have what somebody else has, then go get it. Like the end. Um, something that I keep thinking and then I keep forgetting <laughs> is that, and maybe if, if you do see yourself being envious of a position that that person has or a specific way that they do things. Also, it's, it's it's envy. I want to say. I want to clarify. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yes. No worries. That's the distinction. Hardly matters at this point. But if you do find yourself being envious of some quality or some state that this other person is in, maybe maybe simply ask yourself, well, well, why? Like how? To me, if I was, if I ever found myself envious of another person I would just have to ask myself like well, well what can I do what can I get, do to get closer to this idealized version that I am imagining totally and so maybe it's not a terrible impulse but maybe we've just the way we frame things is incorrect like don't despair because this person is is god blessed and God's favorite. You'll never, you'll never be able to outpace them. Instead, just kind of frame it as like they have, they they're choosing to do something. They they're choosing to do something that you're not doing, and maybe you can just kind of shift that plane a little bit and change how you approach things. I agree. I think Andrew's advice is a little more down to earth and practical than my fucking air dominant ass. <laughs> No, I think, I think it's hard for me, it's hard for me to take, well, not all of your advice. All of your advice is pretty good. Um, but sometimes, uh, sometimes I don't grant myself the, I don't give myself that grace of just being with my feelings and identifying what I'm feeling and why. 
And I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. I also think that it takes like radical honesty to even do that with yourself though. Like you can think, and I know because I've been there, that's why I'm saying this from personal experience that even getting honest with yourself about like what you desire, sometimes it can be hard to even see what the underlying core reason is. And in my experience, sometimes you almost have to get to the place where you're doing the thing or having the thing before you realize what it was even all about and what you were trying to obtain in the first place or what you were envious or jealous of. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have, do you have any more questions? Um, most of the other things are topics that are just a little bit extensive. So I think I'm going to stop us ah. right here. Um, but this was lovely. I feel like we had a lot of don't even get me fucking started moments. <laughs> so many. There's so many, so many caves to be found. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think it labyrinths. was that, that same friend that I had that discussion with about how I was like, no, if everybody wanted to wake up and be a YouTuber and that was it for them, like they could. And we, we agreed to disagree. But that same friend <laughs> was like, Chloe, you and Andrew should start a TikTok account where that's all you do is play Don't Even Get Me Fucking Started and just like rant. I was like, you know, it would probably be hilarious, but I don't know if I'm ready for the like Zoomer backlash that we're going to get with that show. I'm, I'm sensitive. I am a sensitive person. I I can't like, I, (laughs) I do not like criticism valid or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe knows. Um, Yeah. So I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I'd appreciate it either. It might be fun, though, if we just never looked at the comments. Fun, yes. Absolutely. And it, it would be the mixed bag. It would be the mixed bag that it always is. Oh, my God. We should just make it a podcast. I can see it now. Don't even get me fucking started. That's what the podcast is called. And every week that we would just be. bring each other a topic to not even get each other fucking started about. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. That would actually be... That would, that would be all right. I want to say... I think you and I can definitely fill fill a lot of airtime. <laughs> and maybe you and te- I have a lot maybe to talk teach about. you some new things uh, along the way. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where can where can everybody find you around the web? <laughs> I am at Haunted Curio um, on Twitch. You cannot find me on Twitter. I dare you to try. Um, <laughs> Don't you have a Twitter? Did you delete your account? I will have to double check. Um, (laughs) I'll have to double check on that. Okay, no, no. But for real, for real. Um, uh, Find me on Twitter and Twitch. Um, That's basically it. Uh, You will find me in the credits of the Chloe Taylor YouTube videos. Oh, that's true. He does all the editing for Chloe Taylor, the channel, the YouTube channel. Um, myself. It's very sweet. He's a great editor. All those fancy Thanks. and fabulous intros, he makes all of those. Oh, really and watch the shorts, job. too. Oh, yeah, he makes shorts. all the shorts, too, that we've been putting out. The shorts, the TikToks, the reels. He's been putting those out, and they look fabulous. Um, 
In any case, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Curio slash Andrew. Thank you for joining us again. His links are going to be down below. And um, also the Discord. If you're not a part of the Discord, please join the Discord. We have such a good time in there. It's a bunch of like-minded individuals. And also, I would say people that aren't always so like-minded. And I think that's a good thing. Right. I don't feel like we're an echo chamber. I feel like we have lots of different kinds of people there. But uh, we have, like, topics areas where you can... Uh, share your emotional venting you can share your witchcraft you can share your astrology you can just chat in the general you can share your food your pet picks which is arguably the best section um it's just a really good time so join the discord curios in there i'm in there uh and new episodes of this podcast every tuesday and friday so if you want to keep tuning in make sure if you really want to be like super cool please rate the podcast (laughs) wherever you are if you're on apple if you're on spotify if you're on google just give me a little sneaky rating if you hate it if you love it it doesn't really matter all of it helps so funny uh, the more yes. ratings we have the more people see us and the more better advertisements we get like it just improves the show all around so if you like this podcast please make sure that you rate it tell your friends about it um and there's also a sneaky little donation link down there if you really want to support it or you can join the patreon which also does that so that is all. Uh, check the nether region below for all of the links for things. <laughs> and uh, please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.